Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Scottish Clans Podcast. I'm Clint Edwards. Thank you for joining me today. You know what? I'm overdue to handle some issues. I have not been very prompt. Are very, I haven't responded very well to a lot of listener feedback, and I always just tell myself, okay, I'm gonna, I see this comment on Facebook or on Podbean, I'm gonna get right back to it. It's gonna be no problem. And then I, and then I don't, because I'm not, I'm not really good on Facebook. Generally speaking, I probably spend more time on f- Facebook with this podcast, maybe as much with this podcast as I do doing all of my personal stuff on Facebook. Um, I, I, don't, I don't have anything against Facebook. I just, it's just I don't live my life there, that's for sure. Now, but I do think it's fun and I have really enjoyed your feedback. And so today I'm going to get to it. And so what I, what I hope you won't think is you start this off, it's like, ah, it's just listener feedback. And there's not really anything specifically in the title that's going to grab your attention. He's probably not going to talk about anything I'm interested in about. Your your I don't know your your friends the the other listeners of this podcast they come up with some interesting stuff and it and they do bring up some some topics that are worth discussing and that's why I actually chose to make this episode out of it. In fact, we might do this in two parts because I don't know that I'll be able to get to everything in roughly a half hour. And when I say roughly a half hour, anybody who's listened to this podcast for more than two episodes probably just smirked shrugged your shoulders and thought, yeah, whatever, because you know that I'm not very good at sticking to that goal. But we have some things that, so st- stick with me. Some of it's just like, hey, you're doing a great job, but others of it, these these comments that have been left on here are topics that you might be interested in and warrant further discussion. Now, as such, though, I'm not going to spend a long time on any one particular topic, but maybe today's episode will spark some some thoughts in your own head, maybe some questions that you have, or maybe you have some information. Once again, just because I'm running this podcast does not mean I claim to be omniscient on this topic. And maybe you have been exposed to some sources that would be helpful for our conversation that I haven't brought up. Also, sometimes I just don't hit every single thing in an episode or on a topic and... If I didn't hit it and you come forward with it, maybe sometimes that's helpful, which is what some of you are doing as we get into this. So let's get into some of these topics. The first, what I'm going to get to here is from Tyler Nelson. Now, Tyler Nelson, he is, this is interesting. When I was first starting off as a teacher, he was one of my students. Now he's grown, married, kids, and he's a listener of the podcast. So that's kind of exciting. And Tyler, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you're listening up. He asked a question about sieges. He says, while listening to this one, he's referring to a previous episode, I wondered if sieges were a thing in Scottish history. Were there a lot of sieges or any notable sieges? Um, I, I didn't go in to do a study on Scottish sieges, Tyler. I just will tell you that castle building in Scotland... I mean, really what this is, the, t- the main topic of this question is castle building and defense and attacks on those castles. It, it, would, have, it would have looked something similar to what it would have looked like in na- neighboring England or Wales. The, what I've learned, and, and I have not actually studied specifically castles in Scotland, but I have learned a lot of things about castles as I've studied the clans. And so something that's interesting about 
castle building in Scotland is it seems like most of the really well-built stone castles in Scotland were that really got underway under the Normans, their cultural influence. They were good at it. They brought it into Scotland. Now, did Scotland not have fortifications before this? Um, that's not tr I wouldn't say that. In fact, they even did have stone castles in Scotland before this. And there's some notable early stone castles that are not attributed to the Normans necessarily. I'm talking about Castle Sween. And that I know that one's off the top of my head. It's one of the oldest castles in Scotland. And the other ones I can't remember. You might want to go back and fact check this one, but maybe Dunstaffnage, which was a MacDougall stronghold early on, and maybe Castle Tyrim. When Castle Tyrim, that's that's an interesting castle because if you've listened to previous episodes, we talk about the McDonalds and Good John of Isla, Lord of the Isles, marries Anya McRory. And she's the McRory line. Keep in mind, the McRory are cousins to the McDonald's. They're descendants of Summerlid or Sorla in Gaelic. And they, the McRory's are at one time much, much more powerful. And But they ran out of heirs. And so Anya McRory represents, she is the heiress. And so good John of Isla marries her. The problem with that is that he kicks her to the curb so that he can marry into this rising star family of of the uh, the Stuarts and so he marries a he marries into the Stuart family the, the this royal family thinking that'd be more ad advantageous and what's what's Anya McRory or now I mean in, in our terms and naming today it'd be Anya McDonald what does she do well she still she still occupies even though her sons that will inherit her stuff they will go by the McDonald name. In fact, this is where we get Clan Ranel, McDonald's, or McDonald's. I'm, 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 sometimes I take the D off of it because it's never there in Gaelic. I don't, some of you who know more than me about this, how did the D get on the end of McDonald or Ranald? Because in Gaelic, it's never there. Anyway, Clan Ranald, the sept of the McDonald's, or, the, or I should say a branch of the McDonald's, they are the ones who inherit this McRory territory. They are kind of the embodiment of the McRories. And so you have Castle Cheerum. There's just a little side story. I got distracted, went off on a little bit of a tangent, but it was relevant. So those are some of your old, old stone castles in Scotland. Most of the rest of the ones that we're familiar with were built by Normans or their descendants or Gales after the Norman, the Normans came in with their castles and who would have been influenced by them. So, in as much as you have castles, and in as much as you have enemies of the people inside of those castles, you're going to have sieges to castles. So, yeah, sieges would have looked something similar in Scotland as they would have in England. Do I'm, Am I ready to give an academic and scholarly answer, like break down sieges in Scotland versus sieges in England or Wales? And how? No, I'm not ready for that. But just know that, yes, there were sieges. Thanks, Tyler, for that question. Okay, now I'm going on to Scott Duncan Rogers. He says, when I listened to your episode on Clan Duncan, it sounded very much like they were Highlander, but everything I find on the Clan Duncan says they were Lowlanders and very much in the Perth, Perthshire, Scotland area. Do you have any sources that I might look at on this clan? And then he actually, he went back and researched some more stuff. And he comes back later says, I just found some more info on how the Duncans were actually a sept of Clan Donaghy. 
Hopefully this opens some new doors to venture down. I've noticed how many sources seem copy and paste. It's hard to find more in-depth stuff. Well, okay, there's like three or four different things in Scott's comment here that maybe we could address. So, Clan Duncan being a lowland in the family or clan in the Perth or Perthshire area. Perth has both, or Perthshire rather, would have both highland and lowland parts of it. So if you're in Perth, you could be highlander or lowlander. Second, second thing with this. So this leads us into the topic of we have our major clans and they have their names and now we have people today who have the same names and a lot of assumptions are made that they tie directly back into those those major clans and and I'm saying that I use that term assumption very deliberately because look Duncan was a or Dunahy or Dunaha that was a popular name at one point in Scotland especially when in the majority of Scotland you know, and I'm talking about maybe the uh, 1100s was Gaelic speaking. There were some elements of uh, parts of Scotland that that don't have very much of a Gaelic speaking history. We can get into that a little bit later. So, just because your last name is Duncan Mac, Mac McDonough, 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 there's, you know, I've, I said in that episode on them, there's a couple different linguistic directions you could go with that when you anglicize or bring that language into English. It could be McConaughey, like Matthew McConaughey, the famous actor. You could, it could go into McConkey. There, there's different directions you can go with this. But if you have any versions of that name, it doesn't mean you automatically tie back in there. So if you're doing family history and trying to tie back in, I'm like, well, my last name's Robertson or Dunhee or Duncan, and I just need to find that connection. One thing I would do is find out how far back in Scotland you can go and where does that leave you? What part of Scotland are you in? Are you in the general vicinity of where that clan held territory? Now, one thing I want to point out is that clans, when we, you know, we buy the clan map, and the, the clan map has all the different clans of Scotland on it, and it has their territory in a certain color, and it's very clearly delineated, and that's where their territory was. I'm just here to tell you that that's, it's the history, the actual history is not that tidy. When you, if you are a younger son of the chief, or maybe a distant cousin to the chiefly family, and we're at the part where if, if you're any kind of any, person you're bearing a surname by and as opposed to people who aren't really people no that's not what I was saying but people who have any kind of um, socioeconomic position status which are the people who are adapt adopting surnames earlier but you're not maybe in line to inherit anything you're not even a taxman working for the chief Okay, so you might, you know what, people moved around back then just as they do now. So it's okay that a McFarlane does not, he doesn't end up on the northwest shore of Loch Lomond. All right? Same with any of the other clans. So just know that that's not the end of the story, but I would try to see, trace back as far as you can and, and see where that leaves you. So the so Scott, Duncan Rogers, the, the clan Donaghy were very much Highlanders, very much Highlanders. They would have been Gaelic-speaking people, 
and uh, most of those things that you associate with Highlanders, as far as well, language, culture, socio, their their social structures, all those things that would have been true for the Clan Dunahee as much as it would have been for anybody. Now, now this goes brings me back to something I brought up several times: the Western Highlands and Isles get all the attention from his from history. Uh, those realms that directly fell under the sphere of the Lords of the Isles. What about the Eastern Highlands? Highlands. What about the Farquharsons and the McThomas? You know these Eastern b- members of the Clan Hatton Confederation. What about the Grants of Fruchy, who I'll mention more later via one of the comments that were made. You know what about these clans? Were they less Highlander because they're from the East Highlands? I know that. Michael Newton, who, whose work I've mentioned before on, on er, in earlier episodes, he, especially if you go back to the structure of a Highland clan, go, go back to that, that previous episode. I use a lot of his work in there. But I know that he's written some articles on the extent, like what, what if you could draw a line showing where Gaelic was spoken at a certain date, I don't know that he actually got into drawing a line, but he did get into talking about certain specific places where Gaelic was spoken in the eastern, southeastern, and southern highlands. So you can kind of get an idea of where that was spoken. Clan Dunahy or the Robertsons of Struan would have comfortably fallen within that line. So I hope that I hope that helps you answer your question both on tracing the name Duncan back. Maybe you were part of the Clan Dunahy, and maybe you were just named after somebody named Duncan who'd had no connection. That's up to your personal research to confirm that. Um, Perth, Perthshire included, not Perth the city, but Perthshire the, the area. That would have included both Highlands and Lowlands. And, and so the last thing I want to address with this comment is, yes, Yes, Scott, there is a lot on the internet that is copy and paste. If you go to five different websites on Scottish clans and read, and they claim to, to give you the, the history, not, I claim is a bad word, makes it sound disparaging, but there's, here's a history of any given clan, and you read that, and you read it for all five different websites, you're going to notice a lot of overlapping stuff there. Yes, that's why I had to buy the Collins clan and Scottish clan and family encyclopedia because it was mentioned in any of them that do actually mention sources it was mentioned so and, and if you want to know what I think about that book I do think it is it does have value and I do use it but go back to the episode on the problem with sources that and I don't know if I'm not looking right at the episode if that was the exact is one of the earlier episodes Go back into that and read that, and I'll, you'll know exactly how I feel about that book and a lot of other sources that we go to for history on the Scottish clans and clan origins and all that. So, yes, there's copy and paste. It seems superficial, and that's one of the main motivations behind me publishing this podcast is so that we could have an opportunity to dive a little bit farther into it and share some of these things, start spreading out what we find when we're digging in a little deeper. I will mention... Uh, just a couple of highlight a couple of websites right off the top. Well, first of all, Wikipedia. Some of their articles are very well cited. They're very, they're written in an academic fashion, so we don't want to just write up write off Wikipedia because we wouldn't because we wouldn't cite that in a study. Now, yes, Wikipedia has limitations, and Wikipedia is absolutely guilty of the copy paste thing 
they'll just mention the same thing that everybody else mentions. But the, where the value is is if you can go and look at the sources because most, most of the articles I've read, they do cite sources. And that in many times has led me to much more academic and scholarly articles or sources that I have zero hesitance about citing on this podcast or on an academic paper in any forum really. Okay, so it does have its use. I might mention that Scott Clans, that's run by the Moffats. I think it's I think it's a husband and wife team. But Moffats, if you ever listen to this, please like clear that up. And and when I someday down the road, when I get the little box that you need to run two different audio lines in, and you can have guests on your podcast, I, I'm I'm going to extend an invitation to the Moffats because they run that Scott Clans website, which. If you'll just look at their clan histories, it's right in the it's pretty mainstream. It's nothing exceptional. But what the Moffats have done well with that website is they've you they do have a, a part of their website, a different page that you can go to, and they have other articles that you can dive a little farther deep uh, a little farther into on these different clans. And I appreciate about them. Also, Electric Scotland. I'd like to have that gentleman who runs that, and his name escapes me right off the top of my head, but I think that he's compiled a lot of information on Electric Scotland. A lot of information. And his clan history seemed to be... In fact, he'll... They're, they're not only longer with more information, but they a lot of his clan histories, he'll have two or three different histories from different sources. So, there you go, Scott, on that as you get frustrated about the whole copy and paste thing. So there's my address on that. All right, Ron McIntosh says, Just came across your podcast today. Am enjoying it. As a McIntosh whose family is from Georgia, I think an episode on Scottish clans and their impact on Native American tribes, especially in the southeastern U.S., would be interesting. Yes, 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 Ron. Absolutely. It would be fascinating. Uh, I'd love to get into that because specifically with the McIntoshes, um, another... Another post that he made from after that initial one says, The story my family tells how Macintoshes entered our tribe. I'm a member of the Muscogee, or in parentheses, Creek Nation. And particularly my family is pretty interesting. At least I think so, but I might be a bit biased. That's okay, Ron. He goes on to say, I'm a direct descendant of Chief William Macintosh. You can Google him. He has his own Wikipedia page, smiley face. Yes, there's some really interesting things going on, and I, if my understanding is correct, the Macintoshes aren't the only ones who get into this. And, and it's you know what would be, so Rhonda, to push that thought a little bit farther, what could we do on the Highland involvement in the exploration and settlement of North America? I think you get into interesting things there too. I know that in my part of southeast Idaho here, Donald McKenzie, the famous, I think he was a fur trapper, not just an explorer, but he was doing some business while he was back here. Um, he's he's kind of an interesting figure. I think he was from the Hebrides. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of these gentlemen that you could go back and, and get into some details on. What was the guy, just now that I'm thinking it off the top of my head, the Revenant, the um, Leonardo DiCaprio played... Hugh Glass. Hugh Glass was his name. He he's a he's I can't remember if he was an actual born in Scotland, Scott, or if he was one generation removed, but I don't think it was very I don't think his family had been in North America very long, but he can he comes right out of that stock. So that would be a very 
interesting topic to get into with the Highland clans and their involvement in the establishment, the, the, the exploration and colonization of North America by Europeans. All right. Katie Viney. Exactly what I've been searching for for a while, she says. To go on. The podcast is well done with easily digestible information that will help any hobbyist historian dive into this topic. The host is apparently passionate and well-versed. Perfect if you want to better understand your own family ties with Scotland. Katie, thank you. That's very kind of you. I appreciate that. And uh, and I, I hope this is digestible. I've been working consciously on not assuming that all of my listeners are super well-versed, have been studying this for years. I hope it's got something for both people who are on that level and want to continue on that level and something for people who are just starting out. So I appreciate that feedback. John Robertson, what are your th- he's, this is what he says, quote, what are your thoughts about this? I would love to hear them. The Roberts, and so he's, so un- unquote, that's, that's his thoughts. This is what he wants to have, hear my thoughts on. He, he gives me, this is via Facebook, he gives me a, a link to an article, The Robertson Clan, this is the, the name of the, the title of the article, The Robertson Clan Has the Oldest Certifiable Ancestry of Any Scottish Clan. Okay, where do we go from this? I wrote down some notes here. I didn't write down notes for all of them, just figured I'd read it and just start talking off the top of my head, but I did actually write down some notes because I, in that article, so there's an article that's written by Carl McDougall. I believe Carl McDougall is the one who's he's got... S- YouTube, several YouTube videos where he talks about specific clans. And so I think he's a, it's the same gentleman who's writing this article. And so there's a link to that YouTube video on the Robertsons in the article. So, and I watched, so I read the article, I watched the video. Okay, John, here's, here's something that I thought was interesting. So what the, the, the thrust of this saying the Robertson clan has the oldest certifiable, certifiable ancestry of any Scottish clan. Just just to be blunt and upfront, I'm going to say no, no, that's that is not true, and and why do I think that? Okay, so the premise of the article is DNA results from DNA tests done on the the chiefly line of the Robertsons, and they notice that these chiefs possess the same genetic marker that ties them in with Neil of the Nine Hostages who was a high king of Ireland right around the year 400 on one side or the other. I believe his, his reign as high king spanned that turn of that century. 400 AD. There is a genetic marker that they, they link in with him. And the chiefs of the Robertsons, they, they have that genetic marker in their DNA. So say the tests. Okay, and I'm not here to argue with the tests at all. Zero argument with the tests. Now, we still have not undeniably connected genetically the chiefly line of the Robertsons with Neil the Nine Hostages, nor have we even definitively connected the chiefly line of the Robertsons with the leading families of Dalriada. This is, I'm going to quote Carl, I'm going to quote the, the host of the video that's posted on there. Quote, almost certainly, well, okay, pause on the quote whole thing. He's referring to the Robertson chiefs. Quote, almost certainly, 
descended from the Celtic earls of Athol, unquote. Also, he says that the Duncan that the clan takes its name from is the one that lived in the early 1300s and sided with Bruce in the Scottish War of Independence, not King Duncan. Because that's one thing that all these histories, if you go in and start studying on the clan Duncan or the Robertsons, is that they, yeah, we were, we were, we descend straight from, from King Duncan, the same one from the Macbeth story, okay? Now, the implication there, and, and I don't know that I've actually read them and they straight out say this, but kind of the implication is here is like, yeah, we're from that Duncan. Like, that's where our, not, well, no. First of all, he says, why does he say in the, the video, almost certainly? It's because it has not been definitively proven, certainly proven that that link is there. So you, the Robertson, the title, the Robertson clan has the oldest certifiable ancestry of any Scottish clan. You're not there yet. You haven't proven that. Next bullet point I have is the clan Donaghy website. Despite pointing out that DNA evidence links the chief's line to Neil, the nine hostages, it's, it admits that, quote, the precise line of descent has yet to be confirmed, unquote. So where are we with this? It's the same kind of uncertainty as the word almost from the video. Almost certainly descended from the Celtic girls of Athol. Look, we, this, we're still, we're, are we any better off yet than the other, a hand, like a bunch of other clans? In fact, you want to know what? Uh, and, and this is, I, I pointed this out in a, in a previous episode, that, look, there's, there's a few Gallic clans. For, first of all, let me just point one out specifically. The McDuffs. The McDuffs, talk about certifiable pedigrees that go back. It would be hard to beat the McDuffs, and they're not a Highland clan. They settled in Fife, and as the Earls of Fife became kind of the premier Gallic kindred in all of Scotland for a while. And so I don't know I don't know what the Robertsons would ever have on the Macduffs. By the way, I don't want to seem like I'm taking a negative tone on the Robertsons. One, I'm just only I'm just only taking issue with the claim of this article. I I like if you go back to the episode where I specifically discuss the the Robertsons of Struan or the Clan Donaghy, I don't have any, like, there, not only do I not have anything against them, I specifically am interested in them as a clan. I am not interested in every clan equally. And as I was trying to figure out what I was going to do for an episode, for that episode, I thought, you know what? I like this clan. I'm going to do it. So I don't have any bias against the Robertsons, but we've got to understand what we know and what we do not know. That is... That is an important thing. So when we use words like almost certainly, almost certainly, almost certainly, that's those are some interesting words to use right next to each other. Descended from the Celtic Earls of Athol. Well, at the Celtic Earls of Athol, we still have not... First of all, we haven't even positively linked up with the Earls of Athol, let alone the royal lines of Dalriada. So we're not there yet. The, the use of the, this, this quote from the Clan Donaghy website, the precise line of descent has yet to be confirmed. Precise. When you want to make a claim like the Robertson clan has the oldest certifiable ancestry of any Scottish clan, certifiable, that's an interesting word to use in there. What is that implying? Certifiable. Certainty. 
and we don't have certainty. So I just think that that that's I, I take issue with right there with the, that claim. And, and y'all, I want to point out that it's not just the Robert. First of all, the Robertson clan as a clan, they weren't the one that made the claim. Second of all, most clans, <laughs> if, if you go around Scotland, look, look, I, I've got, so I, you know, you know that I have ties with the McFarland clan, right? I have a book about my McFarland ancestors and it cl- it claims that the, it can get them clear back to Adam and Eve. Like, look, some of you don't even believe there was such thing as Adam and Eve. I do. But I don't believe that the McFarlane line traces without any gaps clear back to Adam and Eve. I don't I don't I don't see that. And so that's my own I I kind of identify with the McFarlands as that's if you were to say what's your clan, well, the Edwardses came out of Wales and Wales was not broken down on a social level the same way Scotland was e- even though even though they're Celts hey eat their Celts all right in fact the Welsh have done a better job holding on to their Celtic language than any of the other Celtic people have they're 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 awesome but the Scottish clan if you're asked what's your clan I would say McFarlane and I still with that kind of a bias do not I'm not I'm not going along with they can trace their ancestry clear back to Adam and Eve nor unbroken with complete certainty back to the Gallic kings of Dalriada. I, I just, that, I'm not I'm not going along with it, man. Do I think that the oral legends of clans are worthless? No, I don't believe that. I believe that there is value in the legends and the the oral traditions and histories that have been passed down. I do believe there's value there. If you're a, an illiterate society, how are you going to relate something? You're going to pass it down orally. It doesn't mean it's right, right on its face false. But nor do I think that you should just, without any other study on it, accept what it is. Because because th- there's flaws there too. So we've got to have a balanced approach to this. So John Robertson, in, in this, uh, I have some more points on this. The new historical evidence... Oh, this, this also comes from the article that he posted. New historical evidence bumps Duncan's birth date. By the way, I'm not quoting the article. Bumps Duncan's birth date from 1275 to 1305, which means he wouldn't have been old enough to fight in the Battle of Bannockburn, despite clan tradition that has the clan coming late and joining in just in time to help seal the deal in Bruce's favor. The tradition could yet have some element of truth, but maybe the kindred wasn't led by Duncan. If you go back to that episode, Duncan becomes the the first that they take their name from, who lived in the early 1300s. By the way, the early thir- late 1200s, early 1300s, that's about when most of the other Gallic clans go back to, as far as like the person they're taking their name from, their their genealogy with any degree of certainty. We're getting right into about this. So in this way, the Robertsons or the clan Dunahy, they're about they're about middle of the pack with a lot of the other Highland clans. Okay? It's those Norman guys that they can trace it in many cases back farther. Sorry. Sorry, Gallic folks. Anyway, so Duncan's Duncan that Duncan Rayvar, Duncan the the stout, they called him. And we're assuming that they mean his shoulders, not his gut. The Duncan the Stout led a kin group that was centered just out of the highlands. 
around, I think, where was it? I was trying to go in my mind back to the previous episode, Dunkeld. Was that there where they're coming out? It was just, just, but you were in the Perthshire area. Anyway, is it possible that this legend goes back to a time where this same kin group with a leader, maybe, maybe Duncan's father or grandfather, came and was involved in this, this battle where they came in just in the nick of time to, to tip the scales at the Battle of Bannockburn. Um, so that's so there might be some element of truth in the root of this, and then later tradition just put the wrong guy's face on it because they don't know who Duncan the Stout's dad was. For sure. For sure. All right? And that's even what this article says. Now, there's other things in, like there's some clan legends that they're, after they came and saved the day, Robert the Bruce looks at this kindred, this clan that came and just right in the nick of time. And he's like, you know what? From now on, you're not Duncans, the children of Duncan. You, you're the, you're the Robertsons. Okay, so here's the deal with that problem. Robert, the 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 phrase Roberts, the word Robertson, son of Robert. That's a very English way to refer to this kindred. What languages? If if you could rank Robert the Bruce's languages. He would probably first language may have been French as he was from a, a leading Norman family. But like I pointed out in the Gallic Kindreds of Galloway episode, Robert the Bruce's mother was from a Gallic kindred and that was a very real part of his world. And I just think about your own life. Which side do you connect stronger with, your father's side or your mother's side? I mean, that's kind of circumstantial. I mean, that just because his dad was a Norman does not necessarily mean that he he associated more strongly with that, although I'm not saying he didn't either. I'm just saying the mom's side of the family may have been a very strong cultural impact here, and in the place where the Bruces held their lands, the Gallic was still a, a major language there. So what I'm saying is French, Gallic, and then maybe down the line a little bit, he spoke some older form of English. And then so to have him turn around in this after this battle's done and and pref- use the preferred, he he would have either gone with French first or then next it would have been in Gallic anyway, and you wouldn't have Robertson. Roberts Robertson that that second name for the clan is coming from Robert Rivach, Rivach, and the grizzled grizzled Robert, who was the one who apprehended King James, I, th- I believe it was King James the First's murderers, and turned him back in. And for his loyal action, they gave him a royal charter confirming his lands. And I think that's where you have his, and, and that's where you get the place name Struan coming into this title of the the kindred and this chiefly line, the Robertsons of Struan. And it com- comes back to this to this time period. Not Robert the Bruce, okay? Not Robert the Bruce. So that would have been in the 1400s. All right, so does the ar- this article in the DNA evidence really push the clan's history back 800 years? I'm going to argue no, it does not. All right, that's John. I gave you a lot. I gave you a lot on that. I gave you a lot of attention there. And guess what? We're at 35 minutes into this podcast, and I've got a lot more listener feedback to get to, so guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to wrap it up here, and I'm going to make a part two. Thank you for joining me today. Um, I, it's, we seem to be getting a lot of feedback from the Robertsons, 
or the clan Dunahy. So we ended up talking about them for quite a bit. So you could actually call this listener feedback or clan Dunahy part two. However you want to do that. I can't. I haven't really decided what I'm going to put up on the title when I post this this episode. But there you have it. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I hope that you're grateful for these people who have pitched in their comments and their thoughts. If you were one of the people that I got to, I'm very grateful that you took the time. And, and John Robertson, even though I'm not going along with the claims of that article, I love that you contributed the article to me. It was food for thought and it creates a conversation. Look how many different topics we covered as we were able to break down that claim and some of the particular comments in the article itself and in the video. So so even though I'm not going along with the, the claim, very valuable, helps with the conversation, productive involvement in the podcast. John Robertson, I want you to know that I'm thankful that you decided to post that. Food for thought, for sure. All right, so if your name is John Crawford, Marius Torau, Joshua Head, Kyle Harris, Robert Williams, John Sinclair, or John Robertson, I'm going to try to get to you next week, or maybe even sooner than that. Since I've got all the material right here, I'm ready for it, so it might not take me so long to get another podcast out another episode. So thank you. Thank you, all of you. So those of you I didn't get to, hang in there. I'm going to get to it. Those of you who contributed and I talked about it, those of you who haven't contributed anything yet, you just tune in and you like the show, I encourage you to A, share this podcast with somebody you think would be interested in it. I have been very surprised actually by my close people that I know personally that have got into this. One of my fellow teachers, a colleague of mine over in Wyoming, he, he started to get into this, and, and he says, I now have to go back to my family tree and see if I can find a Scottish link. He does not know of any Scottish link in his family, yet he still likes listening to the podcast. I have Campbells right here in the valley that are, they, we have the greatest discussions. They're not, they, they're not historians in a strict sense of the word, but they are interested in certain history. I know my, my, my friend, my good friend Paul Campbell, he likes to hear the stories. I don't know that he's that interested in the, the academia aspect of this. He loves a good story. And in I have those exact same feelings myself. I love a good story. And then his son, Kip, he's he asks me really good questions. We get into some really good conversations about this. I guess my point is you'd be surprised who would who would be really interested in this. So start thinking about who you could share this podcast with. Most of your platforms that you're listening to this on have a way it's usually the same symbol that box with little arrow usually most they have a way that you can you can share this with somebody if you think that they'd be interested the other thing I'd like you to do is go ahead and comment did you hear something in what we were talking about today or in a previous episode that you would like to dive into a little bit further like castle sieges in Scotland or how do we know if we're actually tied to the actual the, the main clan that all the Wikipedia articles are about, or 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 you could go on and on. Tell me what you're interested in. Um, those of you who have contributed today, hey, I wanted to hear a. I, I'm actually making a list of the different clans that you guys want to hear about. I've got Grants, McThomas, Leslie, Rutledge, and we just took care of Donaghy, which was on that that list. Uh, if you've got more that you'd like to hear about, please let me know. 
or you got more questions or just whatever. Just I love the engagement and the feedback. Thank you so much for those of you who've already done it and for those of you who haven't, I invite you to do so. One of the ways you can f- include feedback is if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, which Podbean's telling me that that's what most people are, are listening to it on. Please leave me a rating and some comments. And there might be some on there that I have not got to, gotten to yet. So I'm going to check that and see if there's anything on there that I need to add to the next episode. So thank you. Thank you for participating. Thank you for, for leaving me ratings and, and sharing this with other people. Thank you for being involved. I love this conversation. I love this topic. I just, if I was going to get burned out of this, it would have been a long time ago. I don't believe that it's possible. So with my thanks, my gratitude, and my best wishes until we talk again, have a great day.